Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Wow, was not expecting that on Monday Night Football. The doubleheader, for reasons still unknown, absolutely delivered. Two teams, <laughs> two upsets that happened last night. The biggest one coming down in Miami. The Titans were a 13.5-point underdog going into the game. They beat Miami in epic fashion. Yeah coming back from a 14-point deficit in the last three minutes of the game. Such a weird game because, honestly, they shouldn't have been up by 14 points. The Titans had these terrible mistakes. Oh. Get. Miami, you would, you'd see the score, you'd say, oh, well, Miami moved the ball well, but Miami's offense disappeared when Tyree Kill went in and out with an ankle injury. The game made no sense on any level. One thing's for sure, Will Levis, the Titans quarterback, physically sold himself out. He was running into people all over the field, uh, and the fact that Miami's defense, which played very well all night, just gave it up at the end. Really depressing loss for the Dolphins. Absolutely. And one with ramifications, right? And to underscore your point about uh, the Titans had nothing going for them no. for the majority of this game. There was a muff punt that led to a touchdown for Miami. There was a fumble that was Levis and Derrick Henry that led to a touchdown. Miami scored 21 points off of turnovers in this game. They had a pick six in this game. I mean... And nothing was going right for the Titans until the end. And the ramifications here for Miami were were not devastating. Like, they still are a nine-win team. Mm -hmm. But a lot happened last night, including now the Baltimore Ravens have the number one overall seed in the AFC. Now Miami's going to play Baltimore later on in the season, Week 17. But this Miami schedule is not exactly cupcakes here coming down the stretch. And then there's the institutional knowledge of it. And, And I wasn't sure how much this would matter which is this Miami team, well, you saw last year, they did make the playoffs, but Tua was hurt, right? And they had all these injuries. So it was like, oh, they kind of just like limped to the finish line a little bit. Put up a good fight against Buffalo, give them that, but limp to the finish line. Are we going to see something like that again? Now Tyree Kill, the offensive line has had injuries. is still healthy, but there's like doubt starts to creep in a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the injuries last night were were very scary. Here's the thing about Miami. They quickly redefined themselves, I think, in the second half of the season. They should be a good defense. They're kind of like the Chiefs. Like, Yeah, I know they scored 70 points, but think about next week's game against Zach Wilson. Who's going to win that game? Is that going to be Tua and the offense? I don't think so against the Jets. But you get Zach Wilson throwing it to hopefully Xavier Howard's out there and Jalen Ramsey. Like, that defense is going to score some points against the Jets. So you you think in the offseason, the way the Dolphins built themselves was, hey, we know we stink in December. We're, we're going to get tough now. We're bringing in Vic Fangio. We're going to redefine ourselves on the fly. And it fell, it kind of fell short last night. So I, you know, I understand that, that people looked at the Dolphins as a contender. 
I think last night they took a big blow. Well, they definitely did. But, you know, yes, the defense deserves the blame, I guess, because they were playing so soft on that first touchdown that the Titans scored. It was like they were just playing so that no one would get behind them. And then they scored. The Titans scored so quickly. Yeah. And then the offense went, was it three and out, four and out? Yeah. On the ensuing drive, and that's when everything started to tighten up a little bit. No uh, no pun intended, but that's what happened. And, like, without Tyree Kill out there, you just got the sense that, like, Tua just could not make it happen at the end of the game. I'm sorry, it was six plays, and then Tua was sacked for minus three yards at the Miami 45. The other thing about Tua, what's the wrap on Tua? Gets rid of the ball immediately. Two seconds. Best in the NFL. Last night, he dropped back, and he did not know where to go with the ball. Yep. So credit Tennessee for playing great defense on that. But the entire formula that Miami had going fell apart last night. And when Hill left the game, that I mean, listen, that was a great great case for Tyreek Hill as MVP because he is, he is the fuel of that offense. No doubt. Uh, it wouldn't be an NFL game if there wasn't something with the officials. Mm. Um, and this one happened on the Titans – uh, touchdown drive that was the go-ahead drive. And so this happens where it's second and th- – I'm sorry, it was uh, second and four at the Miami six. Penalty, and everyone thinks, all right, this is getting backed up on Tennessee because they've been sloppy all night. It's defensive delay of game mm. on Miami that puts the Titans at the Miami three-yard line, and Derrick Henry scored on the very next play. That one was a little dicey, I thought. Yeah. And a massive moment in the game. Still, I guess, uh, once again, not totally understanding. Maybe the game's rulebook a little bit overcomplicated. <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe. Uh, just saying that it'd be nice to come in one day and not have to look up the rule book. Uh, I don't think that's an excuse, though, for what happened here. Tennessee was rolling at the end. The amazing thing about that game is that Tennessee left too much time on the clock for Miami to come down and get a field goal. Now, listen, if two is a real MVP, you always say this. You have one drive to get, to get a field goal. Yeah, right. They really should be able to do that. But Tua can't run like other quarterbacks. I think in a lot, Josh Allen in that situation, he would have ran for three first downs and the Bills would have gotten it. Uh, Tua is just not that guy. Well, not that guy, and they can't have him be that guy. No, he'd get hurt. Well, or you're worried he'll get yeah. hurt. And it's, you know, or worried he's going to get another concussion and then you're worried about the future of the position. I mean, there's just a lot there. Um, let's hear from Will Levis because this Titan team likes playing spoiler. Shoot, I mean, yeah, uh, this is a big confidence booster for us for sure. I mean, this is not the you know record we would hope to have at this point in the season, um, not the position we'd hope to be in um, in the playoff race and all that. But all we can do is just keep pushing. And we talked about that all week, and we had opportunity to come and, and spoil their party, and um, you know, be a really good football team and build confidence going forward. And, and I'm so glad we were able to do that. Okay, they're five and eight, and we're not going to really break down the Titans here because this is not about them. But think of who they're playing down the stretch. Two games against the Houston yeah. Texans, Seattle, and Jacksonville. Ooh. There's like a lot of spoiler opportunities. Like Jacksonville's going to make the playoffs, but there's a lot of spoiler opportunities for seeding and other things well, wait, that wait, now wait. rest on the Titans. Five and eight. The Texans that's are true. really banged up. That's two wins. They're right in that playoff mix. I, I was saying earlier, Mike Vrabel's got a little Mike Tomlin feel where he finds a way to get back to 500 no matter who's on his team. By the way, can, can Will Levis get a new contract so the dude can afford some sleeves? Have you ever <laughs> seen a quarterback pull up uh, his jersey around his shoulder pad cider? And I, I understand it. He's got cannon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Will Levis is interesting. 
we I came in this morning. I think the first thing I said to you was, "Is Will Levis good?" And you shook your head and said, "Beats me." <laughs> I, I mean, who, what is his future as a quarterback? Because he's so mobile and physical, and he makes some throws that look beautiful. But then, as far as being a NFL quarterback, he still got some work to do. Yeah, I mean, I. Are they just going to commit to him? I think is the big thing. Like I think they will. I, he's definitely got some talent. What his ceiling is, I have no idea. Well, listen, they're going to end up with a twelve to to twenty pick. There's no reason to bring in, say, Bo Nix was there. Yeah, right. I that think you might good. as well take the risk on Will Levis, who everyone thought was going to be a first round pick last year, fell to the second round. He's got four years under contract. I think they're going to try and build a team around a cheap quarterback. Listen, and I also get the thing about DeAndre Hopkins where maybe the guy doesn't like to, I don't know, practice that much. Nah, no, not for him. (laughs) Who cares? Like from the fans' point of view, and I know coaches are trying to set a culture and all that stuff and everything has to be bought in. But I'll tell you what, if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Bills, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you are basically any team except for the San Francisco 49ers, you are wondering, why isn't DeAndre Hopkins on my roster? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you had DeAndre Hopkins, you would not have Kadarius Tony on the field for the Chiefs. So that That's a win right there. No You've already got one more win on the schedule. Yeah, what a what a weird offseason. Older receivers, I tell you, the Cliffs at 30, Maggie, usually. Doesn't feel like uh, DeAndre's quite at that cliff, though. Maybe it's because he's not practicing. He's not, not <laughs> Save, putting anywhere You know what? I think, I think we finally figured it out. <laughs> Saving it all for game day. Uh, okay, so you've got that. You also had the Packers losing last night to the New York Giants. And really what should be, like, it should have been about Jordan Love last night, right? Like, yeah. Packers quarterback taking the torch from Favre and Rodgers and now yeah. Jordan Love and, like, the Packers and their history and everything. It should have been about Jordan Love and, frankly... He was upstaged by Tommy Cutlets, Tommy he, he DeVito. Was. He was. I mean, he did throw what should have been the game-winning touchdown with a minute left. Uh, he did. He did yep, sort he, of redeem himself. That's true. But the defense couldn't stop Tommy Cutlets, which is <laughs> because we're in the middle of a movie. Sorry, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> How is the defense possibly going to stop him? They were sitting ducks coming into this game. They just didn't even realize that <laughs> yeah. they were going to be, you know, the nameless, faceless team that's just one more obstacle in the Tommy DeVito wrecking crew movie. I mean. It's a, it's incredible. It's fun. It feels like everyone's in on it. it. Doesn't feel like oh, you're taking all these you know Italian American things and you're making it. You know, it's just the stereotypes to the T. But everyone seems to be having a really good time with it. And I think in the Italian American community, I think he's now being raised up as like, hey, that's one of ours out there. Yeah. Also, sort of a New York thing too. Totally. Feels like no, Here's the thing. Usually, the local kid does not work out. If I generally follow the rule, I mean, you know this. If you're looking at the draft and there's a guy from your city sitting there, all things being equal, you do not take him because you do not want him to have the pressures of being at home. I mean, how many teams, what are the local stars? We went over this a couple of weeks ago. Nobody does well in their hometown, right? Yeah, it's few and far between. It's not nobody, but But yeah. generally, though, you, you don't want to bring someone home. You want to get them out where you can control them completely. I mean, they hate to be mean about it, but... Right, we're just a lot of distractions yeah, when no, you're home, there's, there's no people that NFL coaches hate more in the world than parents of their players. They, they can't stand <laughs> Although, them. I think the DeVitos might be on a different level. Yeah, um, generally, but... the DeVitos are an exception. But I'm telling you right now, the quarterback's parents are the last person the coach ever wants to hear from. I'm sure about that. Uh, let's hear from Brian Dayball, shall we? He was very impressed by Tommy DeVito. Third game of over 100 quarterback rating. Made good decisions, took care of the ball, used them in a run game. 
we just keep developing him. He's he's improving. Still got stuff to work on, but you know, like I said, two three times last week, I think he's a, a young player that's you know doing the right things, um, making the most of his opportunity. Earned the right to play today, and he earned the right to play um, the next week. You know, he's kid's done a good job. And, you know, Saquon Barkley said after the game, he's the real deal. It's amazing that they almost started Tyrod Taylor in this game. And I think there would have been maybe like a mini mutiny with the (laughs) team. Not because Tyrod's not good. And he was actually upset. He thought he should get the job back. And you can understand why. But just the DeVito as the undrafted rookie coming in just has, I guess, the sort of je ne sais quoi as opposed to the well-traveled backup. Okay. We, By the way, DeVito, yes. 158 passing yards yesterday. I thought he had 350. <laughs> no, no. I can't believe that he only, and most of them were on the final drive. So not the biggest night in the world, but it sure feels like it. I know. 70 yards rushing, too. Let's uh, go win the game. Okay. Let's uh, play a little game we're calling Do You Believe It? EJ is going to throw us out a quote or a soundbite from someone in the NFL this week, and we'll tell you whether we believe them. Hey, EJ. What's up, guys? So let's begin. Uh, in Dallas, where the matchup of Sunday in the Eagles-Cowboys game was the confrontation between Stephon Gilmore and A.J. Brown. That got personal, according to Gilmore. It was fun, Gilmore said. I just didn't like that he called me old at the beginning of the game. <laughs> it lit a fire uh, in me a little bit. He also said, I was mad. I was going to show him. That's not. That's the only thing I could just do is go out there uh, and show him I'm still here. I think I did that today. So, do you believe that Brown's trash talk fueled Gilmore? Yeah, and obviously, Stefan Diggs, please do not say anything to Stefan Gilmore about his age next week when you yeah. are playing the Buffalo Bills. I 100% believe this because as somebody who recently had a birthday myself, well, back in May, uh, where I turned 40, oh, okay. I, I now really hate it when people talk about if you're 40, you're old. So this would light a fire under me. No, first, I don't believe it. Because I'm going to tell you what the key is here. It's not Stefan Gilmore and Trash Talk. Al Harris, the corner, the defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys, has made a deal with the devil because he can take any player from anywhere and turn them into Deion Sanders in his prime. Why is Stephon Gilmore good all of a sudden? Why is Deron Bland the most dangerous player in the NFL? This is all some weird Al Harris production. Gilmore is washed. I know this is a fact. I saw it before. Why all of a sudden he's a shutdown guy? It's not trash talk. It's Al Harris. The Cowboys are doing something weird with their DBs. It's incredible. Right? Am I wrong? Like, where are these? Why is Stephon Gilmore good? He hasn't been good in three years, Maggie. <laughs> well, don't call him old. <laughs> yeah, he's 33 years old, by the way. My girlfriend celebrated birthday birthday yesterday. She's 33 years old, yeah. so she definitely don't want to hear about Stephon Gilmore being no. old. Botox for everybody. <laughs> so let's get to the Jets. Uh, there were questions about Zach Wilson's commitment to the Jets after reports came out that he was reluctant to play. But after a stellar return to the starting lineup on Sunday, DJ Reed, the Jets corner, says Zach gave him insight on his new approach. Quote, he told me, I've got nothing to lose. What's the worst that can happen? I get benched again? That's what he said. And that's the way he played. It showed. Zach Wilson had 301 yards and two touchdowns, no picks in the Jets' win. Do you believe that it can't get any worse for Zach Wilson in New York? (laughs) No, it could get way worse than just getting benched again because in this town, you can get benched and embarrassed badly. So Uh, Yeah, you can get embarrassed badly and every radio host will call you out and say you're the worst player ever and then jump right back on your bandwagon (laughs) when you have 300 yards in a game. So it really is beyond meaningless because there's absolutely no consistency here. And the the New York reaction to Zach Wilson is killing me. It's just so... (laughs) Funny. I hope he goes on in this massive five-game run and all those rants just dissolve into thin air and be like, 
You know what? I always liked Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah, sure you did. Because that guy has been killed for a year straight. Well, if you believe some reports, he'll be doing it in a different city. Those reports, he was going to be traded this offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, if he throws five more 300-yard games, watch. He's going to be back with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Aaron Rodgers runs a team. Are you sure he's going to trade him? If they beat the Dolphins next week, maybe he's... Uh... Lifetime contract. I'm ten, I'm ten I predict toes. four interceptions on Sunday. <laughs> I'm ten toes down. I am done with Zach Wilson. He can throw for 500 yards next week. I don't think he can play. Don't be a freaking weirdo. <laughs> Let's get to Chicago. Uh, Chicago is riding high after their upset win against the Lions on Sunday. While the Bears Bears were largely left for dead, they started two and seven uh, this season. Now they're five and eight. And DJ Moore, their star receiver, told 67 to score that they may be able to win them all. You feel like you're as good as any team in the division right now? Uh, for sure. Why? Why? It would be no uh, reason not to. You know, right now, what are we two and three in the division? I want to say, mm-hmm. yeah, because we still got to play the Packers at the end. So, I mean, we feel pretty good. And then by then, we uh, we hopefully be three and three in the division. And like I said, we we our plan is to win out. Uh, we're just gonna take it one game at a time and. Hopefully the chips fall where we want to on the side of being nine and eight at the end of the season and making that run. Can so, I say, by the way, oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that is as far from a Joe Namath like guarantee. He's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll end up three and three in division. Who knows? Nine and eight could happen. Why not? That's not exactly the brash prediction I expected. <laughs> so, with that being said, do you believe? I don't know if you more believes, but do you believe that winning out is on the table for the Bears? Okay, here's the schedule. At Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, at Green Bay. Yeah, it's possible. I do think one part of that is they could be the best team in the NFC North. The question, I think, the, the Vikings are, are not good right now. They're terrible. Uh, the, the Lions are, are not that well, bad. I just, just that, the, the, the only the interesting question is, have they caught up to the Lions? Has, has the pack caught up to the Lions? Mm. I don't know what kind yeah. of... Uh, not you know, go, jungle go. metaphor that yeah. is, but right, right. So I, I think the Bears probably feel like, yeah, we're as good, we're as good as the Packers, we're as good as the Vikings, and now I think they believe that. I, I do believe him that he thinks they're as good as the Lions. Uh, I don't think they're going to win out. This would make draft season 150 percent more interesting, though, if Justin Fields goes on a heater at the end of the year and say they do win seven in a row and they become last year's Lions, and you're still going to likely have the number one overall pick from Carolina. Now maybe we're talking about something a little different than earlier in the year. Yeah, about I, Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, or even if Justin Fields plays well enough and somebody in the teens wants him as for a first round pick, yep. then you could just immediately build on the fly here. There's lots of great options. So the Lions had eight penalties, three turnovers, and no second half points in their loss to the Bears Sunday. And head coach Dan Campbell has an idea on how to get the team back on track. You know what, I, I I need to push it a little bit more. I'm just going to need to be a little more irritable, which I can do that. <laughs> so do you believe Dan Campbell becoming more irritable will help the Lions play with more discipline? And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Well, it's ironic that Dan Campbell is the ultimate tough guy coach, and this team is so built to play in a dome in every possible aspect. All that speed on offense, Armand Ross, St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs. Honestly, I do not think Dan Campbell is going to be able to do anything here. I think they're designed for early season and dome play, and they really needed home field in the playoffs to be a real threat. I don't quite see that happening. Yeah, I mean, who's he going to take this out on? Like, who are you going to start getting real tough with? Are you starting to get tough Goff? with Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown on a bad game? Like, who 
By the way, he did not have that bad of a game. Well, he it, dropped a couple passes. Drop, drop the, they right weren't the exactly chest. put on his. Yeah, no, there was a couple drops where they was behind him. But anyway, go ahead. I mean, is you know your player. Is Jared Goff going to respond well if you start MFing him or whatever, like in practice? Or is Monroe St. Brown going to do that or whoever he wants to talk about? Like, it's going to feel like an act, isn't it? You've already done this one way. If you start getting really mean, aren't the players going to be like, all right, you know. Well, I think it's defense, too. They got to light a fire under that unit, as oh, always. I mean, this is now, well, you could have said that five weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, as always with Detroit, we thought they had a fix to a large extent, but I'm not sure. So Mike Tomlin says the Steelers have a George Pickens problem. The Pittsburgh head coach says Pickens' vocal outbursts and bad body language is not helping things. You know, it's a problem because it's not solution-oriented. You know, we're all frustrated. Um, But we got to manage our frustrations in a professional, mature way. And when it's not done that way, it's not necessarily pushing us toward solutions. And so from that perspective, um, certainly. I want to remind you, in November, when Pickens was having outbursts on Instagram, Mike Tomlin was singing a different tune. Like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do um, in this football game. Uh, and I can't state it any plainer than that. It's like reality television the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. So, different tune than it's a problem because it's not solution-oriented. So, do you believe that Mike Tomlin saying George Pickens is a problem is true? Listen, they're they're two and three since since he said that. Now, this is something that felt like it could have gotten nipped in the bud. I don't know what solution oriented mm-hmm. mean. This is Mike Tomlin's like the guy at the at the company meeting who's using all the corporate speak. Like, let's just put a pin in that and circle back. It's like, yeah, you know, TPS margins. reports. <laughs> but let's look at history. Synergy. Here. You're telling me that there is a wildly talented, physically talented Steelers receiver who fell in the draft for unknown reasons, and the Steelers drafted him, and he's really talented, but he's not a team first guy. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, I don't know. It's been happening for the last 23 years. Uh, San Antonio Holmes, Martavis Bryan, Plaxico Burris, Antonio Brown. Now, Deontay Johnson definitely fits that category as well. And now, George Pickens, the reason that they have they get all these draft steals and receiver because other teams have concerns. And I, I tend to believe Tomlin. I'm on Tomlin's side. I, I don't think George Pickens has the right. It feels like George Pickens is being about himself. And I think Tomlin is trying to say, hey, we're all trying to win here. No, I get it. But this is also something that probably should have been addressed yeah, but, at, addressed weeks ago. Like but you these let receivers it, are so difficult to – they get on Instagram and say mean things about the team. I know, but you let it fester, and now you have a real problem on your hands because you dismissed it before. He should know better that he's got to – Deal with this thing head but on. He, I wonder if he was dealing with it behind the scenes. I, I know publicly, well. <laughs> publicly he was trying to down. Yeah, but they get that again. Who uh, who are that group that I just said? Could they deal well? Well, he with? won Super Bowls with some of those guys. Yeah, Plaxico, and I think that Plaxico might be the only one. Oh, well, San Antonio Holmes, Holmes yeah. made a great. Catch. Yeah, I know, but San Antonio Holmes. He, I mean, they, they got rid of him almost a, a year after he won the Super Bowl MVP. They let him go to free agency. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, don't move. Lots more to do, including some more updates from last night's crazy doubleheader in the NFL. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. <laughs> Sorry, there's been a lot of 
A lot of good sports talk, but there's been some weird stuff today. Some Tommy Cutlets talk, New York Giants quarterback, some name that butt talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I still think it's a good idea for the Pro Bowl. I'm standing by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton I, and Eli were the one who were talking about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe as, as men, something about this makes me feel uncomfortable because the thought of having a a random quarterback put his hands there, I, I, I never would want to be a center. Random quarterback? It's a pro bowler. Well, I know, but it, the way you set up the game, there'd be five centers from different yeah. teams, and they it's different <laughs> to have your quarterback do it, to have right. another quarterback do it. Okay, so there was Nate Bargatze said, asked Eli and Peyton if, the, if you were blindfolded and you were asked to take a snap from a under center, would you know it's your center? Like, would you know it's, was it, Chris Snee with all those years? And Jeff Saturday. And Jeff Saturday for, for Peyton. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know I know Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks better than anybody. Yeah. No, so I Chris thought, Snee was the guard. It was Sean O'Hara. Oh, Sean O'Hara, pardon me. So he basically said, all right, let's turn that into a game at the Pro Bowl. Let's yeah. put it to the test. So we'll give, you know, we'll see if, you know, Patrick Mahomes actually knows if that's Creed Humphrey or is it Mitch Morse? Does he know? So, you know what else is weird, too? A lot of quarterbacks talk about how gross the sweat is down there and it gets on the top of their hand. That was the Brady thing with yeah. what's-his-name, right? He, like, forced guys to put a towel back there. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. No. No, this whole that... exchange, by the way, now that I think about it, I'm going shotgun every play. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, but I thought the whole thing was that the uniform's, like, wicking away sweat. No. No, no that's a lot of guy... A lot of undercarriage, definitely Listen, swampy. Do you know Brady there. went shotgun the second half of his career <laughs> a lot? He Listen, knew. Guys made the rules on the NFL. It's not you know. Now all of a sudden everyone's getting squeamish. We've been playing this game for a hundred years. I love when college quarterbacks, by the way, come into the NFL in the preseason and you see them under center and they try and take a five step drop and they look like a baby giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is why. I don't think it's a strategic thing. I think quarterbacks finally rallied and said, "This is gross. What are we doing here?" Well, it's part. It's also called strategy, Andrew. Bogus just here. I think it's consent as well. I mean, the yeah. center is telling them I'm okay with it. Okay, right. that, not a funny area, but this. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, everyone's well, on the same page. Well, I think if you're going to make it a Pro Bowl event, we all better make sure that everyone signs <laughs> a piece true. of paper. We do need documentation. Bogus is here with headlines. I think it could work, Maggie. Thank you. Uh, the Dolphins gifted a 14 point fourth quarter lead last night, scoring twice off back to back Titan turnovers, but. Miami gave it right back, allowing two touchdowns, failing twice on offense in the final three minutes. The 28-27 loss ends their three-game run and their perfect start at home, and it leaves the Ravens alone in the one seed at 10-3. Zero touchdown passes last night for Tua. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Um, We got to do a better job finishing the game with the time that we had while we had the ball, Um, not allowing their opposing team's offense to get that opportunity to go down and potentially score. Do we know why the Dolphins post-game press conference has like a walkie-talkie? I don't know. Like that, that when, is there any any silence <laughs> that like little like clicks thing on. clicks in? Yeah. Huh. It almost sounds like a like a Zoom call. Like if somebody like is like typing while Zoom is happening, oh. it's picking up a different microphone. So bizarre. It's yeah. weird. Uh, Wait, everyone please mute. It didn't help to his cause that Tyreek Hill missed big chunks of this game with a left leg injury. Miami's the first team in seven seasons to blow a 14-point lead with less than three minutes to go. The Giants and Packers played their own sloppy game in Jersey. The underdog won there as well. Randy Bullock kicking a 37-yard field goal as time expired after Tommy DeVito drove the Giants 57 yards. They won 24-22 to remain on life support in the NFC wildcard chase. DeVito watched Bullock's kick alongside 
head coach Brian Dable. At first, he wasn't going to look. And then he was like, I'm going to look. I was like, all right. So we stood right next to each other. And it was just, as soon as we saw it going, just pure excitement. I grabbed him, hugged him, told him I loved him, and celebrated with my teammates. The Packers' three-game win streak is now over. They dropped to 6-7, and seven, but they remain in the last NFC playoff spot for now. Their loss clinches a playoff spot for the 49ers. I'm sorry, one quick thing. Like, it's, it would be impossible for the DeVito family to not know when they're on camera. Remember Taylor Swift said this Mm, in her time person of the year. She's like, I don't know when I'm on camera. So sorry for the chads and the brads and all that. She's like, I don't know when I'm on camera. You like, I I can't be, I can't be faulted just because I'm celebrating because my boyfriend had a touchdown. I think the DeVitos though kiss on every first down though, Maggie. I think (laughs) they're always. That's my point. Yeah. Oh, okay. I sorry. I, Either I, they're kissing on every first down, yeah, and they oh. are. <laughs> yeah, they don't relax. They're just always doing this, even when the Packers have the ball. They're just <laughs> celebrating in case the camera gets to them. And by the way, when Perloff says they kiss on every first down, he's not talking about the mom and the dad. He's no, talking no, no, about no. the dad and the agent. <laughs> and Aikman did not like it last night. He's really? salty the, about everything. The one montage, like when they're going to break, and the dad was kissing everybody around, and he was like, "What's going on right now?" And then Buck had some clever-ish line to go to break, but Aikman was not a fan of the oh. the, mm. the group kissing. Aikman is not a fan of that. He was not a fan of Jordan Love last night, and he was not a fan of instant replay. No. And he was calling that out at every time. And by the way, that Giants-Packers game ended 20 minutes before the Miami-Titans yeah. game. It was the kick out of bounds, right, that really angered him, that hit the yeah. Giant, and he's like, We've all, we already know that he touched it, and they still haven't figured this out yet. Yeah. I, I, just make a call. Troy Aikman acts like he was Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and uh, Patrick Mahomes all rolled into one. He's way overcritical of quarterbacks. I remember the two years ago when Jalen Hurts was coming, the year the Eagles were 9-8, and eight, oh, he was about Jalen tearing Hurts. apart Jalen Hurts every game. I'm like, that guy just avoided nine sacks. He's going to be great. And Aikman hated Okay, him. well, that was a specific hated game him. that I remember because for some reason, Aikman and Buck had to go broadcast the Eagles-Tampa Bay first round game when the Cowboys were playing the 49ers and what was the Dak Prescott sliding in not understanding how much time was left on the clock. And I think Aikman was so incensed that he didn't get a chance. He said it on the broadcast. They were calling the JV game. It wasn't just like Hertz was ass in that game. No, 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 no. It was all season. Aikman had him all season long. He had him at least like six times. He was always killing him. I'm like, you are not seeing the fact that he's running around to avoid sacks, I, I don't like Aikman. By the, the way, way Troy Aikman, three-time Super Bowl champion, I think he can criticize Jordan Well, what's Jay the most Hurst. touchdowns he ever had in the season? It was the 90s. Oh, it's the 90s. Don't give me that stat stuff. <laughs> Dude, he was throwing to Michael Irvin and handing the ball to Emmett Smith. I am no, so but, sorry. Do not come after Jalen Hurts. This Perloff guy <laughs> knows ball. You gotta give me a break. Troy, I mean, Troy Aikman. Listen, Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer. What are you talking I, about? Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer, but on the that Cowboys team, did Troy Aikman scare you? You're like, oh, no, Troy Aikman's coming to town? Nobody ever somebody said that. Had to said Larry Allen Michael and Irvin. Emmett Smith are coming to town. <laughs> right, he was the number one the overall pick. Right. <laughs> I understand, but Troy Aikman. Great cost quarterback? He, oh, can't, okay. he can't, he can't, if he can't Was he a great college Jaylen quarterback? Hurts. Yeah, UCLA, Rose Bowl, all that stuff. I just I, I think Troy Aikman was way good. overcritical, and and honestly, I do think he's a little overrated historically too. But I think you like it when he criticizes other quarterbacks. Oh yeah, anybody <laughs> who's <laughs> this is what it is. And by the way, I, I, can Hurts I just is, say if Andy Reid is Gandhi and Santa Claus wrapped together, yeah. which is something that Perloff actually said, I don't even want to know what Jalen Hurts is. Uh, Buck and Aikman do make it feel like a big game. They're they're awesome, but you guys don't think he's a little overcritical? I love he's it. trying to. 
Uh, yeah, most guys say nothing. Yeah. Unless well, you, you can tell when he's a- angry about something. I hope Brady is more like Aikman. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's accurate. Like, he's like, this guy's no good. Then that guy turns out to be really good. It happens all the time. Well, he's calling the game in the middle of the like, He's calling what he's watching. Yeah, but he'll say a guy's missing a quarter uh, play. Like, he doesn't take into account. Like, not everybody's going to complete 100% of their passes. Anyway, uh, that's enough of me. <laughs> Uh, last week, the report was the Lakers would not hang a banner if they won the NBA Cup. Then they won the NBA Cup, and now they're hanging a banner. Uh, they're going to put just one in the rafters, and they'll add years to it if they win the in-season tourney again. Kind of is that going to go? No? Is that going to go right next to their summer, uh, their Las Vegas <laughs> tournament title, or maybe uh, best record in the preseason? Is that? But is there a banner for that? There's literally Kobe in like an official Laker video going, we only hang championship banners. Yeah. Not divisions, not conference championships, only NBA titles matter. And now they're going to put up some catch-all NBA Cup banner? Come on. Don't look at me. Come EJ's on. the one who is the single-handedly on the bandwagon for this thing. They also they named an all-tournament team. Like, it's some kind of AAU weekend event. <laughs> well, well come here's on. my question. Was it first team, second team? Could you get to a third team? There's only two teams. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Was this the final four? Uh, that was the whole thing, I think. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why, why can't you I put don't know. up this a is the NBA? Of, I, no, I first. mean, we, we put up division championships. We put up conference championships. You can't put up, okay, in-season tournament. You won in 2024, and maybe you'll win in 2038 when Bronny's playing for them. I don't I don't see the harm in it. It's like everyone acts like because the in-season tournament exists, that means the NBA Finals doesn't exist anymore, and we all think it's the same. Nobody thinks the in-season <laughs> tournament and the NBA mm. Finals are the same. It is the stupidest thought exercise that yeah. we keep getting pushed from, and I can't stand it. They think it's the same-ish. No, it's not. Wait, here's a question. Do they get rings? Oh, God. I don't think so. Okay, well... I mean, they have 500,000, which is better than a ring. Yeah, that's true. I'd rather have the money. But maybe you get something like a cool pair of sneakers. Okay, let's all be honest here. We know what's going on. It's just because it's the Lakers and because it's LeBron James. If the Pacers hung a banner, no one would care. It'd be just an afterthought. It Because... I think the reasoning is LeBron should be so hyper focused on winning one more NBA title mm-hmm. that he anything is. that's not why why is why is he not hyper focused on winning because, title because he won an in season tournament I don't understand well that. why is he why is he playing extra minutes in December that's probably going to cost him in June he yeah, can't but, well, he can't not... take off some games in February and March when the the games are decided on who's going to be in the stand in the playoffs also that's not really a LeBron thing isn't that more of a Darvin Ham thing. Oh, okay, now who's being naive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I think if LeBron asked Darvin Ham to go get him, like, a a couple gallons of milk, he would probably have to go do it. I think LeBron's running the show. But to to be fair, it could be more of a top-down situation. I just feel like there there seems to be this mentality, title or nothing, and this just flies in the face. Like, Kobe Bryant... Yeah, I'm also, curious how Kobe would have approached okay, this because he about, might have said, like, I don't even want to hear about this. Kobe I just want to win a title. Every regular season game, he stepped on the court when they torn Achilles. Like, that's, again, like Maggie was talking about it with MJ. Like, there's this, like, romanticism, like, oh, Kobe and Michael, they would have never loved this thing. Meanwhile, those guys were playing with injuries, playing all 82 games without any regard for whether or not even there was a tournament or not. Now LeBron plays a couple of hard games in December, and it's like, oh, yeah, he, thinks he's not- an, he thinks it's an NBA championship. Wait, wait, hold on. I, got, I just got to point this out, and obviously may Kobe rest in peace. But the trophy that they give out, the Kobe Bryant trophy, is for... The All-Star Game MVP. Thank you. Which means absolutely less than nothing. That's I mean, not but they Kobe's did that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 was I, but he was no, but he was alive when they were doing that, didn't they? I thought. Uh, I don't know. I. 
But here's the, I would so, double check that. But here's the thing. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly the timeline there. But it's like I know that Kobe, like his name is attached to something that also is just a celebration of the league that doesn't actually mean a lot. Yes, he was you know, maniacal about how he wanted to win. But they also give out an all-star guess, MVP trophy with Kobe's name on it, and nobody seems to be upset about that. And you know why he kept? He, you know why it was named after him? Because he kept winning a bunch of all-star game MVPs. Yeah, which also don't mean diddly splat. Right. So he played really hard in all-star games. And in fact, they yeah. named the award after him. Right. But no we don't think, was. oh, Kobe Bryant doesn't care about a championship because he scored 30 in an all-star game. <laughs> no one says that. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think at least my argument is, Kobe would not, you'd, got, you'd have to have a 15-minute conversation with Kobe before he got to, I was a 15-time NBA All-Star Game MVP. Oh, well, that will happen with LeBron, too. He's not going to put this up at the top. Kobe would have never said the things that LeBron said Saturday night about being the first one to do this ever. He would have won and walked off okay, the court. but there's two other things at play here. One, LeBron being, I think, a good like face of the league to try to put over the tournament in EJ's wrestling terms. Mm. Like you got, if it's not going to matter to LeBron and these guys, then why would the fans care about it? And then the second thing is LeBron wants that franchise in Vegas. Exactly. Well, I think there's two things too. I think one of the reasons they had to come up with the in-season tournament because I knew LeBron was given the choice, going to go watch Bronny and just blow off his team in the first place. (laughs) He's going to do that too, by the way. And if it was against Thursday Night Football and LeBron is a part-time NFL analyst, it's hard to get LeBron (laughs) to engage in regular season. A couple episodes of the shop. But that being said, if I'm a Western Conference team, I'm like, yes, LeBron, go play 41 minutes in this meaningless thing so we can whoop you in June. It's one game. When the Denver Nuggets play against the Lakers in May, they're going to be like, hey, remember that December 8th? (laughs) But you can't. This is why LeBron shot 5 for 13 in this conference finals. If you're a Lakers fan, Thank you, if you're a Lakers fan, it was the second game of the year. He started blowing off that minutes restriction. Are you not worried about LeBron's minutes in yeah, but general? That happened long before the in season. Yeah, no, I know. But generally, like LeBron is LeBron is not exactly playing this the right way season wise. You're right; it has nothing to do with the in season tournament. But I worry, honestly, I worry that the Lakers are going to break down because they're kind of old. They are. They are. And Anthony Davis scoring. Grabbing twenty rebounds. Just, I do not want to hear if they lose in the playoffs. Well, at least they won the in-season tournament. No one's going to say no that. No one is going to definitely. No definitely, someone's bogus. Is someone going to say that? Someone's going to say it. Wait, and but, that person is LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, in order for someone to quote unquote say it, that person has to have won at least two rings. Yeah, I mean, that might be so. Oh, man, this stupid in-season tournament. It's got me talking about it. I hate you, Adam Silver. I'm being marketed to it. I can't stand it. And I got to admit, I got a little bit into the courts. I hate it all. I hate it all. I want it to be about the pureness of competition for an NBA title. I thought that this took away from it. And you just continues to make me mad. Anything else? I I mean, I got one more great piece of audio. It's not the hockey smut that you prefer, Maggie. It's just hockey drama. This is Colorado winger Miko Rantanen. He ended a short, scoreless drought in last night's 6-5 win over Calgary. Then he said this post-game. It was good, you know, and and, uh, there's actually one thing where I got a lot of extra energy. You know, one of our Finnish NHL players' dad was talking about the media that I didn't train last summer like I used to do, and and uh, he was just making making things up, so I think that was that was for him, you know. Uh, if you if you talk, it's gonna come back at you. So, yes. <laughs> Finish trash talk. Yeah. So Ooh, the, hell the, the, yeah. <laughs> You're into it. 
Absolutely. Finnish bulletin board material. The the teammate is Arturi Lekkinen. His dad's yeah. a hockey analyst back in Finland. He oh, said wow. that Rantanen was lazy over the summer, didn't work out enough, was having a bad season, and you could see it on the ice. Honestly, so, I hope if we looked up highlights of this guy, the dad, that yeah. he's just the Finnish Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the best part, though, He's like, is- you mean to tell me? Uh-oh. Oh, it's going to be great. The audio's not great, but it ends. So he finishes that. And then the reporter goes into her next question about a lineup change. There's no follow-up uh. to the double curses. Whose mm. dad did this? <laughs> She's like, so Johnson played tonight. He looked to be pretty good. First and rule right, of interviewing. Right gotta listen. Uh. Gotta listen. Oh, that's really good. I want to hear what finished trash talk. Yeah, I know. Like. We got to focus. Find that for tomorrow. It'd be amazing. <laughs> is that a pretty language? Does that sound good? I'm sure. All, All right. languages are pretty. Yeah. Right? That's not true. Really? What's not pretty? There are some that are not are not good to the ear. Others that are better. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. You, you The good ones are obvious. Oh, you're Italian. not cursing me out. Italian, yeah. French. There are some that are, no thanks. Hmm. Some Go like ahead. guttural Eastern European language. Oh, the Eastern Europeans, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be careful about you. Yeah, Bogus. She's tiptoeing around us. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a Bogus thing. Yeah, you will be under underground uh, serving ATB, OTB yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I'll we be horse about- speed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Go ahead, Bogus. I'm good for now. Well, that was really fun for Andrew Bogus, and we'll never see him again. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Maybe Perloff will hear my murder trial. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be the first juror. Uh, and I know the victim. I think I should. Probably like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want you to die, but I'd be stoked that I'd be excused. I'm like, yeah, I, I saw him the other day. I'm like, can I go home now? It's Bogus. <laughs> That'd be the one he probably that. deserved it. <laughs> He was mean to me once at about Victor got, Webb and Yama. At, so. at least now I got to drive to San Antonio with him. <laughs> I was going to say, it was actually me who dropped him off I'll on the driving, side of the road. I'm and... driving a hearse to San Antonio with Bogus in it. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's 3, me and you driving. By the way, you better not die so now because I'd feel really bad. <laughs> You're that Bogus never die. I do my best. <laughs> Wait, it's bad this image of Bogus being propped up for an update with sunglasses on. <laughs> Dan Bogus. <laughs> yeah, Manny behind him with a pulley. And like, in the NHL like tonight. <laughs> Right. Well, everyone stay alive. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Perloff has to go to jury duty, air quotes again. <laughs> so have fun. Uh, watch a tape with the Eagles coaching Later. staff. Uh, Andrew Bogus <laughs> is going to hang with me, though, so do not move. We're answering the one question that seems unanswerable right now in sports. Don't move. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff is at jury duty, allegedly. Keeps skipping out to go do something. We're not buying that it's jury duty. Let's hit our shot of the day. The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day comes from, well, our very own Andrew Perloff. Uh, How do you pronounce this place? The amount of research I put into the best lunch places near the jury duty place was intense. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be whole articles written about this. Yeah. So know what I ended up with, though? I couldn't find anything, and I went to Chipotle. And I'm going to do it again today. Wait, wait. Say say that word one more time. Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Man, he's offended. How do you guys say Chipotle? Chipotle. (laughs) Oh, Chipotle? Sorry. I think we would also accept Chipotle. No, I'm just kidding. Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle. You said Chipotle. Chipotle. The shot of the day will be at 9.50 appropriately, approximately. (laughs) When when Perloff's all gone. I'm not not going to be here. You guys will know exactly what it is. He kept saying the same word over and over again. Uh, let's go to George. He's been extremely patient, wants to talk about Shohei Otani. Hey, George, how you doing? Hey, good morning, Maggie and Perla. Uh, yeah, Dodgers are in very good shape. Uh, Google Himes, ever since they took over the team over 10 years ago, I think they made the division every year. They've been a little bit disappointing as far as uh, World Series wins, but yeah. uh, Otani, I think, just puts them over the top. And I believe that, I don't know why, they said he's not going to be pitching next year. I don't understand that. Well, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery, so he's going to need a, a an extra second, but he's still going to be able to hit. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's very exciting. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I wasn't paying that much attention to the Angels because they're kind of like our stepchild, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, like you guys in the Mets, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> shot, shot yeah, across the bat. <laughs> no, it's cool. We know. Uh, George, thanks, and congratulations on Otani. I Nobody's discounting, Bogus, that this is probably going to be a wild success. It was just a little eyebrow-raising that $680 million of the contract is going to be deferred. Kind of feels like the Dodgers are getting a work over here. It's, it feels like a joke. It feels like it's impossible. to. It's like 97% of his money doesn't come until 2034 when he's done being a Dodger, theoretically. You want to know what? It's because nothing matters. I'm glad George got that <laughs> match shot in, though, too. I know. Way to close the show. George waited an hour for that. You know, it's probably worth it. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Manny Rodriguez. Thank you to Andrew Bogish. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan. Weedos and coffee drinkers and callers. You guys make this show so much better. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow. Chipotle. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.